Hello and welcome back to Singly Mistaken. I feel like I've been doing that voice a lot. What is going on? Guys, my fucking day. My motherfucking day. Obviously, how are you guys? Hope you're doing great. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling fun, flirty and fantastic. Oh my fucking God, my day. I'm like sweating like a pig. I've had to open the door for this episode because I'm like in my living room. I'm like sweating. I've got like a little pussy puddle in my pajamas because it's just been hot. But let me tell you, my day, my motherfucking day. You know, I've been working out a lot at the gym, like trying to like get fit the last year. And like, let me just tell you, these motherfuckers on Instagram that like pose themselves like shirtless every day and like, have fucking like six slash eight pack or there's these skinny bitches who like have a six slash eight pack because they have no fucking body fat on them i'm just like fuck y'all today i'm not judging you see i'm not judging and I'm, like good for you but today i'm just like feeling shit about myself i'm just not like feeling great about my body i tried to take a cute picture earlier and i was like Bleh! and it was just not good and these days happen, but I'm just like, fuck you bitches. And these people, I'm just like, on a, why I'm on a run. These people that literally, they like, have, have like, what, 3% body fat. They've got literally like such tight, defined, ripped muscles and like the stereotypical society, perfect body. And they're like, mm, oh, oh, I wish I was like, could lose some weight. Oh, I'm so fat today. I'm like, shut the fuck fuck up, get the fuck out of here, get out, the door is over there, I'm like, you bitches, making us feel like us normal people, just feel like fucking bad about ourselves, and it's so dumb, because we shouldn't actually feel bad about what someone's body is, and I think that society puts so much pressure on how body should look, and I know this, I've had my body dysmorphia for several years, I'm like almost at the end of it, I've come a very, very long way, and it's probably also because I'm being real critical today, because I'm working towards my own goal not for anyone else or to fit in or to be accepted but because i just have that goal in mind but literally we're just gonna say fuck anyone that just fucking is fit and just shows up but actually like those people that are super fit and like gym bod ready but you say you're fat shut the fuck up there's nothing wrong with being fat for the first point so stop saying that you are because you're saying it like it's a negative not good not cute not in our 2021 not in our future and society, stop worrying so much about your body. I am only being self-critical because I just want to prove to myself I can just fucking get to my fitness goal, right? But everybody is beautiful. I hate people that judge or like pull down people because of weight, as if weight is a terrible thing that no one has or holds or it changes perception of beauty. Because what? Society said that, what? Skinny fucking people with symmetrical faces are more beautiful than others like where is the truth in that do you know how fucking ridiculous that sounds in reality and like i guess why we're on this train even though it's not what the episode was going to be about it's that point that you know being fit doesn't mean you have to have a like gym fit body and that's the thing is the perception of beauty changes all the time it's just like how big asses are in at the moment but realistically, tits were in, like, probably, what, 10 years ago? I'm not trying to, you know, talk, like, and sexualize the woman body, but I'm just saying it becomes trends of what a woman's body should be and how dare society, and usually men that fucking run companies and these beauty companies that literally just are doing to 
make women buy shit or feel bad about themselves because they will spend money because apparently, you know, women only care about what they look like to men. It's just so fucking bullshit. Even on the same note, if we're talking about these fat bodies of people, I, and I'm going to talk shit about it. I've talked about it in the sexuality episode and I'm going to talk about it now. The gays, the gay community is so fucking judgmental, for instance, because if you're not, you know, there are certain types of people in this community that literally they will be so like fit and their like whole thing about them is to look attractive and be white and have abs and show off that they apparently allegedly have money. And it's so wanky and pretentious. But these people that are just so gym fit will not hang out with you, talk to you, want anything to do with you because you're not in our tribe. You, you're not, you're not part of us. You are just some, what is that on TikTok? You are garbage rat. Garbage rat. I did not do that justice. But that is how I pretty much view you. If you don't fit in and look exactly like I do, you ain't my friend. And it's so fucking disgusting. I'm just sick of it. I want to get in. That is a whole episode in itself and not what I was initially going in to talk about. But I guess we're going to try and link it into our actual segment, which is dealing with our breakup. Now, I want to talk, we will talk about body and body dysmorphia in a more serious episode because I'm just not in the mood to be serious today. I'm not in that mood to, you know, get right into the depths of it. If there's anything you're offended about in that first little intro bit, get over yourself and accept the reality that maybe if you're being real hard on that, maybe you are really judgmental of what people look like. Just saying. We'll talk about body and body um, positivity, body image, body dysmorphia, those stories in its own entity. I do this every episode. Oh, we're setting you up for the next one. And make sure you come back, you know. But I want to talk about dealing with a breakup and I guess the idea of relationships because, you know, we, we love our relationships here at Singly Mistaken. And it's a topic and situation that's come up recently with a lot of people in my life. A lot of people are going through breakups. A lot of people have asked for advice with their partners. And I think it's a really important thing to address. We haven't really talked about breakups fully before. You know, we've talked about exes, but we haven't talked about the breakup stage. So, how do you deal with a breakup? Now, on a normal level, they say that with a breakup, there is, what, the seven stages of the breakup, which I'll go through. Number one, you've got the shock and denial. Number two, the pain and the guilt. Number three, the anger and the bargaining. Number four, Depression. Uh, number five, the upward turn. Number six, reconstruction. And number seven, you've got acceptance and hope. Now, do I agree that these are the stages of what a breakup goes through? Generally speaking, yeah. I think it can toss around and be a bit different for people depending on situation. But on a generalized basis, I think everyone does go through somewhat of these stages, whether it's minimal or longer. Some people have a more easier time with the start and or beginning. So this is the thing. What should I say? Well, that's a great question, Ross, because you're recording the episode, but that's not what I was meaning to say. Sorry, my mind's a bit all over the place. The things I suggest, I've been through many breakups. Like, to, for instance, I've been through those surprise breakups where you think everything's good and then you're actually laying in your bed at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night and bed about to go to sleep with a really fucking busy day at work and your partner's like, I don't think I can do this when you're talking about your plans for the weekend. Um, I have been through situations where someone has ghosted me and tried to steal my AirPods and not talk to me for a month just to steal my AirPods to get out of the relationship because that's what they want. I have been through situations where people have been manipulative, assholes, and made me feel like I'm the bad person. I've literally been in a situation where my ex has lied about their entire life and said that they were going to... 
themselves. I don't want to say that because I just don't think it's nice. Trigger warning, sorry. But if I left them and then wrote me a jar with literally a hundred reasons of why I love them and I had to sit there and read them in a Starbucks and cry because I was like, I'm never going to get out of this relationship. Not maybe true story. I don't know. Anyway, the things I have learned in my many dating and relationship situations is there are very clear do's and do nots of things you should do and not do when it comes to a breakup. I think it's really important. Firstly, when you're dealing with a breakup, and this is a generalized thing, and it is a learned trait, I think, as you go through relationships and you've experienced some, and it is a hard thing because you've got to train yourself to be this controlled, but don't go off at your partner if they break up with you. Don't do it. If they say it's not working for them, baby, have some fucking self-respect. You are better than going off or getting upset because you don't want to be with someone that doesn't really want to be with you. And we're going to revisit that, but don't go off of them. So let's say we've, you know, I want to get into all the like details and things, but it's so circumstance based. I say if it's mutual, that is the easiest. And you have to just be honest with yourself, which we're all going into as well. But let's say you're broken up. What are the things you shouldn't do? The first major do not fucking go do this. And it is what every motherfucker does. Do not just go and get completely fucking shit faced, wasted on alcohol and go fuck a stranger in the club or the bar. Because this person is not going to help you get over them. It's not this great point of, oh, I feel so sexually free because I'm single and I can go fuck whoever you want. Just because you've got the ability to doesn't mean that you should. It's actually not healthy. It's probably going to make you feel worse about yourself. You're probably not going to really remember it. And you're not in a decent state of mind. If anything, stay away from alcohol, period, for at least, at least two weeks. You're allowed, the only time you're allowed, and this is what I say, if you're at a friend's house, a good, actual good friend, and you guys are getting drunk together and getting lit and you need to have a cry, that is acceptable. As long as you don't leave a house vicinity, you're fine. But I think overindulging and using alcohol as an escape is really unhealthy because it actually brings your mood down. It makes you feel worse. It doesn't make you feel great. And going out and partying and seeing all these people and other singles, it's not really the best thing. It actually isn't great. And I think it's better to, again, go into another thing. Well, that's more on the do's, actually. We won't get into that yet. Another thing. Do not get yourself back online for dating apps and online and try and... Or social media, for that instance. And try and put yourself back out there and exclaim that you're single. I get a relationship breakup is hard. But you don't need to get back in there. Baby, going online. Firstly, you might see your fucking ex on there. If they're an asshole, they might be back on the game. They might have been on there before you've even broken up. You don't know. So be careful because you might see something you don't really want to see. And a lot of the times when you go on dating apps straight after, you go on and it's like you're searching for something. You're trying to fill this hole. You're trying to, yeah, you are. But you're trying to make up for this fact that, okay, I've lost this relationship and I feel I need to replace it or I need someone to occupy my time. And I think that goes into the other point. Don't try and replace your partner just with a, a rebound. Rebounds are really hurtful to that person. You're really disrespecting their feelings for your own personal gain. And you have to think about it. Would you ever want to be in that situation? No. So don't try and put yourself back out there. Take some time from the relationship and heal and focus on your motherfucking self. The next thing, do not, (coughs) I'm sorry, I like chucked in my spit. Do not continue to follow your ex. If you have a struggle and you know you're not controlled enough to not check their social media every fucking hour, two hours, every day, every week, block their ass. Trust me, and this is something I even, I still sometimes do, and it's a fucking hard one, but 
If you're going to go check your so ex's social media, you have to be prepared. You may see something you're not going to like. You may see them doing the things that you wish you were doing, and it's going to pull you and drag you back down. You're going to consistently visit it. You're going to make yourself feel like shit, and you're doing that to yourself. No one's forcing you to do this. So if you block them, remove them, and the main thing is to communicate with them and tell them, hey, you know, because you've got that time and you should do this within the first week. Hey, I'm just going to unfollow and or block you on social media for now just because I need that space and that free headspace for myself to get over this. I hope you understand. If they get shitty about it, don't reply. Do not reply. They should have the decency to understand that and vice versa because if it is a hard breakup, you should both be in that stages where you need that separation at least for a while until you feel you get into more of that reconstruction stage and that acceptance stage. And it is healthy to just blank it out, have this clean, fresh slate for your own mind and your own self and emotions. But that does go into do not message them at all unless it is absolutely life, death, or essential. And these are situations like literally something has happened that is not very good. You need to get maybe your stuff back from them. You need to organize something that, you know, this should all be done within the first week. The sooner you do all this shit, the better. But you should have no reason to need to contact them, which also goes into the point five of this, I guess the half point. Do not feel like you need to make your ex feel better if you've broken up with them or the other way around. You don't owe them shit. If you guys are broken up, don't feel like you're going to sit there and like say, oh, I wish things were better. Oh, I wish that, you know, oh, I still think you're amazing. I'll always do it. It makes the other person feel worse. It does. It doesn't make them feel good. If you're the one to break up with someone, you do have the power because you feel a bit more in control of it all. It still hurts, but you are probably in a better state of mind. Don't make your ex feel better. It actually is going to make them feel more like shit and give them hope that because you still care, which you're always going to, but you don't need to explain this in this big long messages and, oh, I love you and, oh, I wish things were different. Things aren't different. Things are fucking happening now. So it's important to not sugarcoat the breakup. Let it be let the air breathe and catch up in a few months or weeks when you both are in a more better element to go, okay, we've accepted this. We're both feeling a bit better. We both feel comfortable and ready to talk. Let's move into that. One of my exes, when we broke up, wanted to talk to me a few weeks after. I learned later on because they kind of regretted breaking up with me. And I said no, because I was not in the headspace to deal with that shit at all. I had to pretty much reshift my entire life. I was not in the best headspace. And I knew seeing my ex would make me question everything. I knew that I would catch up and feel bad or feel that need to be like, oh, I wish things were different. Or, oh, I, you know, I still, because I still cared about them and loved them and I wanted to still be with them. But I knew that wasn't the right thing for me. I knew if I caught up with them too soon, that would change things. You know, in hindsight, if I had made that decision now, we might have got back together. But would that have been the best thing? Was that the path that I was destined to go on? Clearly not. And I am forever grateful, as much as I always will still care and love Ellen, that I didn't go to that too early. You know, I think if we're meant to be together, we will be together at some point. I don't really think we are because we're quite different people. But it's also that point you need to take time. Now the do's. Let's get into the do's. Enough of the negative shit. What should you do for yourself? Firstly, you need to let yourself understand and live in your emotions every emotions that you feel in life whether it is positive or negative is always motherfucking temporary it does not last forever and it's the same thing as well some days are just gonna fucking suck some days are gonna be brutal some days you are gonna feel really anxious or upset or just want to fucking cry and it's okay and you need to accept and tell yourself it is okay for me to feel like this losing someone you care about you know 
even if it is just a breakup, is hard. And it's okay to admit, you know, fuck, this shit sucks and I feel bad. And you should. You should be able to talk to people about it, sit in your own feelings. If you just want a day to sit at home, if you need a mental health day from work, fucking take it. Take it. Don't worry about everything else in life. If you're not feeling great in that day and time and you feel you cannot handle everything, don't do it. However, it does go into my point. It's better. One of the do's is also keep yourself busy. And I know that people say this. It doesn't mean keep yourself busy with other men, women, or other people of other identities. It means keep yourself busy with activities. Find something that makes you happy. Whether that's gaming, a good book, getting out. I always say exercise is one of the best things. And it is actually on the list of 0.5 under this point. Get out and walk every day. Go to the gym. Exercise. It's not to get a fucking Khloe Kardashian revenge body. But it is going to help you with your endorphins on an actual body, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know, but on a scientific, actual proven health level, it makes you feel better. Doesn't mean you have to stick at it for months and months and months, but it's a good thing to get out and enjoy the world. Make sure you're doing some exercise to keep your body moving, because slumping around at home all day is not healthy. And it's a good way to actually occupy a bit of time. Put in some music, some headphones. It's a good opportunity. Again, go on to the next point. Hang out with your friends. And this is one of the big do's. Focus time on your friends because realistically there are going to be friendships that you neglect. You know, there are going to be times where or friends that you haven't made as much time for what you've been putting off or they've been telling you to probably not be with your partner and you've ignored them so you've been like, fuck you then. And then now you're kind of coming back going, mm, you are right, it's kind of embarrassing. Admit it, be honest. But it's a good time to talk to these friends, get an understanding and apologize for you being vacant in their lives more. Admit and own up to that. It's okay to. I think people, if they are good and genuine friends, they understand it. We all get consumed by our relationships. And I will get into a point about this a little bit later on too um, in the episode. It is important to rekindle those friendships and focus on those good friends. They are going to be there to support you and love you and hang out with you. And if you need them, they will be there. Trust me, I'm someone where I haven't always been the most trusting in anyone in my life. And it's something I've learned when I'm having issues, although I'm very, very good at dealing with pretty much any problem that's thrown at me, I do like to bounce idea and opinion off other people. doesn't mean I'm going to take their word for gospel, but sometimes talking those feelings out and getting a different perspective, whether you agree with it or not, it's a perspective, it's not gospel, you can stick with and you can listen to and get a bit of someone else's perspective from the outside, you know? Or you might have a good friend that's just like, fuck him, but I think it's like... Your ex isn't always a bad person. Sometimes they do shitty things. But everyone in the world does shitty things at times. The other thing, because I've said do not contact your ex, if you have something you want to say to them, write it out. Whether that's in your little notes app or on a piece of paper. Because it's important if you're feeling you've got these emotions and you're bottling it and you do need to let it out. And sometimes there's things that you do want to say and put out there. The worst thing to do is to go era on social media the bitches that put all these fucking relationship quotes after their breakup and start posting things of them like clearly not in a good place but also wanting and attention online is the worst thing it looks sad and it reeks of desperation and it doesn't do you any favors people don't look at that and pity you majority of the time and if they do message you it's going to be those people that don't actually care and you're going to feel willing to talk to them because you just want someone to talk to and and or flirt with. So write it out in a book. Write it down in your notes because you will be able to revisit that when you need to. And you've also got that in a sense you've let it out. You're going to feel a lot better. And it is like sending a text. The other thing as well is actually that that are all the points that I wrote down. So what else do we need to remember when it comes to a breakup, right? Because, again, they suck. They're not nice. Remember, 
This person is just a fucking person. Your ex is always just another fucking fish out there in the ocean of dating and life, as they say. I hate that phrase, but they are just a person. Your ex is replaceable. A lot of people in your life are replaceable, and it sounds horrible, but it's true. There's other dick and pussy out there in the world that will just be as tight, as big, as small, as whatever you want it to be out there that will be great for you. That will be the key to your whole lock. <laughs> it's an awful metaphor, but you know what I'm meaning. Don't worry about putting this emphasis on were they this amazing, perfect, great person? Because you're going to think that. But the thing is, like any breakup, which a lot of people I think can contest you, when you step back and look at your relationship, especially after a breakup, you often go, actually, they were a bit of a fucking asshole. Well, yeah, they actually did do these things that pissed me off. And, oh, I don't actually, why the fuck did I date them? It's a really common thing because we learn and we grow. And that, again, goes into spend time to focus on educating yourself about you. It's so important at these times to self-reflect. And it's a good time to go, okay, why did this happen? Was there something that I did or was it something they did? And a good time to go on Google. Why do I feel like this? Why do I do these things in relationships? Because there's always an element. It takes two to motherfucking tango. No one is ever necessarily the perfect partner in a situation. There's always something that can trigger it. Sometimes people, again, they can just be really awful people. But I would hope that the people that you date aren't always just fucking assholes and you do nothing wrong because I think it's unrealistic. I think there are things that can trigger people to change their aspects. Generally speaking, we're all our own individuals and we're not made to be monogamous. So we can always have change of heart and mind and people feel very self-conscious, willing to open up and talk honestly with their partner. And they feel like, I'll just break up real out the blue or I'll go cheat or do these horrible things because people struggle with just being fucking honest. And that's why we say motherfucking communicate in your relationship slots. And the other thing to remember too, is everything does happen for a reason. And it's that same point. This breakup will teach you something, whether that is to apply to your single life or for you to step back and go, okay, what were the traits that I loved in this relationship? And what did I kind of not like in this relationship? What's something I'm going to look for that my partner doesn't have that I actually really want? Were they, what are my key, and this is a good time to reflect and look back, what are my key core values and my non-negotiables in a relationship. Did I actually meet those in this partner? And did we compromise on those? And am I going to settle for something less when I can get something more? A relationship isn't something where you need to rush into and feel you should have. And I think that is goes on to that point of how do you be more heartless and more careless in your next relationship? The thing is, you need to focus on yourself and your needs more than the other person's. If they're not ticking that criteria in that box that you should have just done in the last step of going, what are my morals and what do I care for and want and need in a partner? Worry more about you. If they are diminishing what you're saying, what you're doing, they're making you feel like shit, they're not the one, baby. They're not for you. And the other thing as well, why are you looking for a relationship? Ask yourself. Step back. And I love doing this exercise with people because it always does some bit of realization. Step back and go, Am I looking for a relationship for a reason? Do I feel I need a relationship or I want a relationship? And why is that? Give me three reasons why you need or want a relationship. Because a lot of the time, the first thing people always say is, oh, because I feel lonely or I need someone to love me. Why don't you have that for yourself? Why do you not have an ability to step the fuck back and go, you know what? I need to love myself before I love somebody else. 
It's so true. And if you're in this place where you're trying to find someone to fill this void, that is not a relationship. That is codependency, which I think we might get into actually, because it's a really interesting topic. And I guess that's the other thing. Before we get into the codependency, stand up for your motherfucking self. Have confidence. Don't pity yourself when you're dating or you're in relationships or you're going through breakups. Because if you're getting back out there and dating, have confidence. Be you. Don't try and hide or change your perspective of who you are because you're discrediting yourself and you're only going to get yourself into another bad or toxic relationship or something that eventually may be good and is going to end because this person isn't accepting and understanding you for you. And you, everyone does this on, on dates and dating apps. That's why I say, personally, I avoid them. People can be whoever they want to be. So be yourself. Trust me, go in as yourself because you'll wean out the people who are good or bad for you very fucking quickly and people that actually accept you and like you for you. Because if they like you for you, they'll eventually love you for you. Now, let's get on to that point as well. Codependency, right? Because this is the thing I think that relates into this topic a lot is codependency is what I also like to think of as you're pretty much using someone in a relationship. And this is how I want to phrase it to get it through to people's head. Because codependency on a technical level is defined as when an individual has a strong emotional or psychological dependency on a partner. AKA, you're using this relationship to fill that void and that emptiness of not feeling loved as an individual, or you have that ability to love yourself. And I think this is where a lot of people mistake. There is actually a statistic, apparently 90, motherfucking, do you hear that? 90% of people mistake love for codependency. That is fucked. 90% of people have at some point thought that that love of their life, that person that they love, was so true, when realistically, they were with that partner because of codependency, because they felt they needed them. That's a fucking high statistic, and let's be honest, there is a reason that divorce rate is so high. Now, signs of codependency, I think, relate into breakup, because this is a thing, now that you've broken up with your partner, or you might have been going through this, you can analyze this. Do you have a lack of boundaries? Do you have low self-esteem? Are you used to being the caretaker in the relationship? Do you often stay in relationships even when they're fucking assholes and hurtful and you see issues and red flags? Do you change your morals and your needs and devalue them for your partner? And really, you say you're extremely loyal. But realistically, you're just trying to please them even at the detriment to yourself. If you, any of these things, and there are more signs, these are just a few, you are codependent. Now, codependency it is it's very toxic it's very easy to mistake because realistically we all have different interpretations of what love is right we don't always all love the same we don't always all feel that same element of love or what it is but it is really important to identify these patterns now a lot of this does relate back to past trauma and families it relates to you know abuse whether that is emotional or physical um, or even it can relate if you've had parents or siblings that you've grown up with that have dealt with addiction in your life and have been quite heavily in there. Um, the other reason as well can sometimes be if you've been a previous caregiver of someone that is mentally or physically ill. So you feel that need and that compelled to often put your needs above, you know, your needs below because you're used to looking after this person that really needs your care and attention, which is a really beautiful thing. And this does, it often always relates to your childhood, not feeling loved or having enough worth about yourself. And how do we identify codependency? Going into your next relationship, you need to do what I said before, identify those patterns in every relationship. What are the same shit you're repeating in every relationship? Because you need to start thinking, how can I cut these out and change them and make this a more healthy 
element of a relationship. Do I, and it's the same things. Do I constantly feel guilty when I'm with them about doing things for myself? Do I feel that I put their needs above my own? Do I sit there and I, you know, feel that I can't voice my own opinion with a partner? Do they make me feel really bad? Are they actually quite manipulative and controlling? And I often have a lot of partners like that. You're actively seeking out those relationships and it comes from your own insecurity and it does come from things that we feel, and I think a lot of the times we do, and I've done this in my past, we mistake this is something that's healthy. I need someone, I always used to think here, for example, I always used to think I need a partner that could control me, which is sounds really bad, but I need someone that could keep me under control because, you know, earlier in my life, in my, in my teens, my early 20s, I felt I was always out of control. I was always really sporadic, spontaneous. I needed some element of routine and, you know, someone that could rein me in and mature me and like make me, you know, treat me like an adult. And I've always been someone, I've found it difficult to relate to people my age anyway, just on a point of what I wanted in life and from a partner and a lot of people that are younger they often even people still my age now want to go out and party and have fun and it's just not necessarily what I look for in a relationship all the time you know I think it's fun to do that with your partner but I'm not a big party party get fucking drunk and lit all the time person so I don't really align myself to people like that. so I'd always look for people that had an element of stability or maturity to them now, that's not always the most healthiest thing because what I've learned in my life now is I am quite mature and I do have a lot of stability in my life and I would mistake these really superficial elements of things I do with my friends as being out of control. And it was educating myself through this and going, I actually just need a partner that has a lot more core values and morals that align to my own. Someone that is honest. Someone that has a strong value for family. Someone that, you know, likes the same activities to me but still has points of difference someone that listens, simple things, simple shit. And it's these things that we talk ourselves into needing that we actually don't, that we actually mistake and go, oh, I need this because this is what I need to find balance or security in my life. Trust me, you fucking don't. So the thing is, reflect on your past relationships and find those patterns. We all have them. And it's a good time to reflect and go, have I been codependent? Have I just been with this person because I felt I needed them? Because trust me, we are not made as humans to be together. We're not made to be monogamous. We actually choose that. Monogamy is something that society genuinely created and we felt this need to be in relationships. It's the same thing like when I've talked about sex before as well. You know, sex we use for all different things. But, you know, and one of those reasons is to pro procreate. Just because we've had a child with someone, does that mean we're meant to be with them forever? A lot of people are going to say no. And it's the same thing. You can choose to, but there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship. But we're not physically made to. And that's why it takes work. That's why we don't always have this perfect person that aligns to us. And if you see it on social media, it is fake as fuck. Don't trust it. So how do you stop being codependent? So after you've analyzed these issues, just understand you've got to be single. You've got to be single for a while. If you're someone that jumps in between relationships, which is a sign of codependency, by the way, you need time to step back, heal yourself, understand yourself, and be on your fucking own. The other thing as well, Therapy is fucking key. A lot of people underrate therapy, but it is so essential for building yourself up. It is so essential for gaining traction and understanding of yourself. And if you don't, you know, therapy is not a bad thing to kind of go into. It's not something where you, you know, have to go forever. You do have to stick it out for at least two months. That is what they say, because you need to get a full element and understanding. And your therapist often a lot of the time needs to work with you. 
don't take therapy as a bad thing. And the reason I suggest that over talking to friends is because friends can be biased. Friends will tell you what you want to hear sometimes. And even sometimes when you have an honest friend, it's hard to get people that look at things from an outside perspective without having a relationship there. It's something I've really honestly had to work really avidly hard to through my life. And I feel I'm in a good stage to disregard emotion of people I know and use the knowledge I have about them to give them a really honest answer. Like I've dealt with people that are very close friends of mine and family and I've gone, okay, this is the reality of the situation, but I'm not saying this because, you know, this is the best thing or even what I'd say, if you're asking for my opinion, it's going to be quite different, but on an actual psychological level, this is what's better for you. A lot of people don't do that. So it's very important to talk to someone without that opinion. I still think it's important to spend time with close friends or seek out groups online is another good way so you can talk to like-minded people, but Therapy is really key, and also just doing that research on understanding yourself. Why do I do these certain things? Why do I feel that I need someone? The more you understand about your need and want for a partner, or you know what you're looking for in a partner, and the traits that are actually healthy for you, and you know learning to be on your own and dependent will give you confidence and key to feel great within your next relationship if you choose to have one. It's a choice. Don't feel that you need a partner. When you can live by yourself, be on your own, feel self-confident, not worry about someone else's needs or wants, you know, when you feel good about that for yourself and you can look after yourself and live life happily on your own, someone will come to you. You will attract a lot of people, but you will be in a much better frame of mind to go, okay, is this person actually good for me or not? Because you understand yourself. And the more you understand about yourself and life, you always continue this. We're always changing. We're always growing. The better off you're going to be long-term. And that is just a true fact. Take time to understand yourself. And again, don't ever rush or look for a relationship. Looking for a relationship is one of the biggest, I think, misdoings that we can do. I think it's fine if you're looking for something short term. If it's fine if you're just looking for someone to have some fun with, to go on dates, maybe just to fuck. But be honest and upfront about that. Same if you're looking for a long-term relationship. Mention that. Talk to people about it because... You can find someone that is like-minded, but I do genuinely think if you've jumped from relationship to relationship, you've just come out of a breakup, be single. I say month minimum, fucking that's a stretch. I think honestly taking six months to yourself is the biggest, most healthiest thing you can do because as long as you're taking these steps to look after yourself, get yourself back on track, you're going to build yourself stronger, know what you want for the future and ultimately have healthier relationships. I think another thing to kind of talk about too, is something that's called Dunbar's number. And I think this relates a lot into our friendship element and something that I said, obviously, when I was talking about the breakup segment, I'll jump into. You know, Dunbar's number is this big study that happened, I believe in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken, where we have the capability of holding only 150 relationships or near two in our minds. So that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, every one of these 150 people is our friends. There's different tiers to it. But I want to really focus on the main tier. So your main tier, and this is just a nice little food for thought, is your top five closest relationships. Now, these are often the times it's going to be your best friends, the people you know, your ride or dies, may or may not include family, and that is okay. Um, And these are the people you will always be able to keep in touch with, communicate with, you have like the best relationship with. The thing is, if you get a romantic partner, they take up two of those three spaces. Often because we communicate a lot more with them, we feel a different relationship. A romantic relationship is often quite different to a platonic relationship. So we do have a very different essence of closeness with them. We might. We might live with them. We might visit them often. So there is more time spent into that relationship, right? 
So with your relationship, you're obviously going to have those three other spaces, which will be your three closest, nearest, and dearest. The thing that they've noticed with the study as well is you are always on a long-term perspective going to get more reliability and more satisfaction from those friendships than you will with your partner. It's not discrediting your romantic partner, but it is the point. A partner can come, they can go, they can leave you. And it's not saying that they will, but it is a probability that could happen. And a lot of people, like I've said, they neglect their friendships when they're in relationships. And it's very unhealthy because your friends are the ones that are going to be there if something turns wrong or if things aren't going great. I think if you're having problems with your partner, you should probably talk to them first and be honest and just air your issues and talk like adults and check in every week is very healthy. But there are going to be those times you're probably going to go to your friends and bitch about something that they've done. That's just the reality. It's what we all do. Don't say you haven't done it. We've all had our moments. But those friends and relationships and having time with them away from your partner is healthy for both people in the relationship. It's good to invest your time into these friendships because you need that. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, don't ever be one of those bitches that just brings their partner to everything. Have time alone with your friends. You need it. Your partner needs it. You need it. And it's, you need separation and have independence with, within your life. But your friends, doesn't mean they're not going to be friends with your partner. You're never going to hang out. But you need time with them to, again, have that space. Keep those friendships alive because they are always going to make you feel satisfied. They're always going to make you feel happy because there are going to be times your partner will argue or you guys will have an argument. It's healthy or you'll feel upset. And your friends are the ones you can go to exactly like a breakup. So whether you're in, in or not in a relationship, just keep that in mind, you know. And in those circles, those people can change. It's not always necessarily going to be the same people. But I really think it's important to focus on who do you want your key friends and those five people to be, you know. And if you bring your partner in, that's okay. But make sure you're not neglecting those friendships. Your friendships, and something I've learned from in my life, your friendships are always going to be key. They are always going to be the people that are your rocks. I'm very blessed and lucky at this point in my life after going through several different friendships to have such core, beautiful, close and best friends that I value consistently and talk to all the time and I know are there for me. And if you guys are listening, I fucking love all of you. You fucking should know who you are, I hope. And yeah, I think that's pretty much the episode (laughs) because I think we've kind of covered a lot. We've kind of gone on a little bit. I've kept it a little bit broad, especially on the breakup side. I hope we've learned something. We've had a laugh today. We're fucking blocking all the skinny bitches on Instagram. <laughs> don't do, don't do that. I have nothing against people. Yeah, it's a thing. Here's me being like, you know, fuck, fuck all the fit people. I don't have a bias or hate towards anyone on their body type, but today I'm just being in my feelings. I feel a lot better after talking to you guys about some stuff just here now and having a little bit of a laugh and hopefully helping you guys out along the way. Um, I really always appreciate anyone that listens to my podcast and then comes and tells me what they've learned or what they think is funny. It's like one of the highlights of my week. So again, I'm going to leave this a bit open and hear about you guys. Do you guys have stories where you've sat down and maybe thought about your codependency? Have there been really bad breakups in your life that you need help on or want an opinion or want to talk about? Go to Singly Mistaken on Instagram at Singly Mistaken. Click on our little link tree, which is our, what is that, website link on our Instagram and go and submit a question. It is the option right at the top. It is completely anonymous on our website. And I will be very happy to answer your question, hopefully in the next or upcoming episodes. Um, otherwise, you can go to rossmissinstudios.com forward slash singly mistaken. And you'll be able to have an option to submit a little anonymous queue there as well. 
Um, alternatively, send us a DM if you're feeling brave. If you've got a question or something you want to talk about, some feedback, maybe you want to, again, send me some hate, something you didn't like, something you didn't agree with, something maybe I need to apologize for, I don't know. Send it to us on Instagram. We are always around and we always love to hear from you guys. But I think it is time to wrap up the episode for the week. I'm going to, it's a bit late here now, like I've been recording on the camera. I look like absolute fucking shit today, but I don't give a fuck because that is the kind of confidence that I've built from being single and learning about myself. You care less about these things and it shouldn't really matter. And I'm going to feel a lot better and go love my body now that I've gotten my rant out about feeling shit. But literally, if you hose a fucking fit ass, stop fucking posting that you've, you know, you've got weight. Stop being horrible. Fat is not a horrible or bad thing. I'm sick of it. But again, we'll talk about that in a future episode. Let me know if you want me to get, you know, get that as a topic in an episode up. I have some guests in mind to talk about that, that we can relate on, that work in that industry and really focus on body positivity. And I would love to get that topic rolling. So let me know. Or if you've got something else, again, submit it to us on the things before. But I am going to love you and leave you, all you beautiful people. Stay sexy, stay healthy, go fuck somebody go for your walk because you're going to feel good about it. Trust me. And have a reflection on your relationships. We love self-reflection. It is so important. But guys, have another fantastic week. I will catch you in the motherfucking next one. Next week, same time, same motherfucking place. Love you so much. Happy days. Catch you in the next one, sluts. All right. Actual. Okay. Goodbye, guys. Oh, that's fine.